welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to helping coaches create successful team experiences through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosper. In each episode, we'll discuss one quote that I've found can be inspirational, motivational, and helpful on your coaching journey to become your best so you can help your teams become their best. So lace them up tight, focus on your target, listen up and take notes as we dive in to today's Great Quote for Coaches. All right, and welcome back to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is episode 80 of the podcast, and uh, we're into season three of the show. Uh, it's kind of arbitrary, actually. I just decided, okay, I finished that long series on John Wooden's Pyramid of Success last week, and uh, season two had gone on for a while, and that would be a good fitting ending for it. Uh, so I thought, yeah, we'll call this season three. And I was actually going to take a break from the podcast for about a month. Um, you know, and you may be hearing this, and I may have done so. But uh, quite honestly, I also started thinking, well, why? I'll just keep recording these, and um, we can keep going. But I might still do that. We'll see. You will know if I have taken a break, um, if this is not coming to you on September 27th of 2021, if it's coming to you a little bit later. Um, and uh, life has uh, completely changed for me over the course of the past three weeks or so, and I'll probably get into that a little bit in this episode because the quote I have, will um, I will be certainly uh, getting into some elements of that. But uh, the the first thing, the reason I mention that is you may hear a dog barking in the background. I've got, I'm, I'm secluded in an office uh, closed with the door closed, but sometimes uh, one of the two dogs that is now with me uh, in my new world uh, will be barking out uh, upstairs. Uh, and she has a loud enough bark that it will come through the door. So I apologize ahead of time if that happens. But this is uh, episode 80 of the podcast, and as you know, those of you who followed us for a while, uh, this is great quotes for coaches. Of course, they can be great quotes for anybody, but the reason I started it, was, this podcast, was to help coaches uh, especially, but teachers as well, leaders of all types, um, who might want to use quotes in their, uh, with their teams and in their leadership. Uh, or just in trying to help them be the best they can be, I uh, wanted to talk about some of the quotes that had impacted me in really uh, important ways and positive ways through the years, uh, especially through my years of coaching and teaching. And uh, so I started the podcast with that end in mind. And uh, a little ways into it, I realized, you know, I certainly am not the be-all and end-all on quotes. So I'm going to introduce uh, other people. I'm going to interview others and introduce them to the world as well, who they will have ideas uh, from quotes that they have used. And so starting with episode 25, I started doing interview podcasts, uh, episodes as well. Uh, and then I just was alternating them. Well, over the last few months, I uh, it was just me doing John Wooden's Pyramid of Success and a lot of quotes in support of the various building blocks and mortar elements of the, the Pyramid of Success. And now we're done with that series and we are back to kind of the normal format, if you will. Uh, today it will be me 
And then next week, uh, knock on wood, I will have an interview episode for you. I'm interviewing a coach this week. Uh, so, um, next week you should have another interview one. And I have a couple of more coaches that I'm still ironing out details of interviewing, but this is my plea to all of you. Hey, if you would like to be on the show, if you have used quotes in your coaching or with your teams or with your kids or in any way, uh, and you have a great quote that you'd like to talk about, please, I'd love to hear from you. So email me at scott at slamdunksuccess.com. And let's get you on a, you know, on an episode. Um, or if you're not comfortable doing that, or you're you're not into doing that, but you know another coach who would be, maybe a coach you played for, maybe a coach you coach with, um, get me their name and uh, and their contact information because I'm looking for more coaches for this season to try to interview and hear from, so that we get to hear multiple voices on these concepts of. Uh, great quotes to help us in our, like I say, in our coaching and our athletic world, but also in our leadership world, teaching world, and just in our lives. So, and so if you, as I say, please uh, let me know if you would like to be on the show and, uh, or let me know if you have both, that'd be great. If you also know others who would, uh, um, you think would be good, let me know their names, contact info, you know, preferably like an email and I will get in touch with them. Or if you want to get in touch with them for me and send them my way, I'd love that too. So, But uh, let's get more coaches. Let's get more teachers, more leaders, more people on this podcast than just me. Um, and uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> all right. So that's a little five minutes, six minutes of intro for you for uh, for uh, this uh, season three start. Let's get into our quote today. And today's quote comes from... Uh, Hall of Fame football quarterback, Kurt Warner. I am listening right now to a new podcast. Now, don't go and listen to this while you're listening to my podcast. Wait until you're done with this episode. And then check out Beyond the X's and O's by Trent Dilfer. I've followed Trent Dilfer for quite a while, a former NFL quarterback himself. I love when he's on um, Colin Cowherd's show, The Herd. I uh, always learn things, always hear great things from Trent Dilfer. Well, he started a podcast um, about the quarterback position, and what he's trying to do is help young quarterbacks, especially high school, middle school and high school age quarterbacks, learn some of the things that um, will help them as quarterbacks and help uh, from, from the great ones and from others who've come before them. And, uh, oh my gosh, there's so many great episodes that I've listened to already. And one of, and I'll be referencing this that podcast, I'm sure, numerous times because there's been so many good things. Well, the episode with Kurt Warner, uh, you know, Super Bowl champion, MVP, uh, Hall of Famer. Uh, oh, there were so many great things in there, and he does he does a whole thing on leadership in there as well. But he had a great quote. If you don't know Kurt Warner's story, you need to, to Google it. You need to find out. Actually, he has a movie coming out in December. I think December 10th underdog hero or something like that underdog something uh and it's about his life and uh it's uh, sounds like it's gonna be really good because his story is an incredible one how he ended up becoming a super bowl champion and a hall of fame quarterback and he quoted himself in this episode he quoted something that he said in his hall of fame speech and i love this quote so much for a variety of reasons and and i'm gonna get into it I'll focus probably on two of them, but 
as I said before, I've got some changes in my own home life here that have happened to me uh, over the last few weeks. And uh, I'm going to be touching on a little bit of that within the framework of this quote, because it, it really hit me when I was listening to to him on the podcast. So here's the quote that he said. Again, this he said it was in he said this in his Hall of Fame speech. Uh, I heard it on this Beyond the X's and O's podcast. He said, "Sometimes you got to do what you got to do while you're waiting to do what you were born to do." And when he said that, I thought, "Oh my gosh, that is so so good." Here's why he said it, and here's why it's powerful for him. He was a good quarterback in high school and a good quarterback in college, but people didn't know him all that well. He wasn't highly recruited for a variety of reasons. And again, when you hear his story, you'll be like, oh my gosh. So he gets drafted into the NFL by the Green Bay Packers. And he's you know, in, a, in the room with Brett Favre. Um, oh, I can't remember who else he said, but you know, it was some really good quarterbacks that he's vying to try and, and win a, a, a position on the team against. Uh, he gets cut from the Green Bay Packers. And in he had to continue to try to make a living and make money. So he started working at a grocery store. I'm not sure if it was back in his hometown or where it was. But he mentions it being a high V grocery store. And uh, he talks in there about how he you know, was, was a stock shelf, a shelf stocker. And um, he'd work from like nine or 10 at night until five in the morning, something like that, stocking the shelves. And they did a thing called facing the products. And I, I had heard of this before from people who I knew who, you know, had worked in such a type of setting, but it's where, you know, at the end of the day, they move all the products that are on the shelves forward because, you know, people have bought different products through the day. And so a lot of them are pushed to the back. They put, bring them forward and make sure the labels are facing forward and all. And he said, I decided that I wanted in the morning, I wanted my shelves to be the best looking shelves in the entire store. I wanted to make sure that if, you know, when people walked down my aisles, they were like, whoa, look at this. What a great attitude for a guy who in his mind should be playing in the NFL, has the talent and the ability to, to do so. And yet he is now finding himself stocking shelves. And he had such a great attitude about it. And he said, you know, I figured other people wouldn't necessarily notice it. And Trent Dilford interrupted, Dilfer interrupted him and said, right, but you would. And that's so true with so many of the things that we do. And so his point, he said, so, you know, he came up with this idea. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do while you're waiting to do what you were born to do. He knew that stocking shelves at a high V grocery store was not his be all and end all. But he knew he had to do something. And so he's doing the best that he can at what he has to do while he's waiting. And, and of, sure, of course, he didn't just wait. He continued to work on his craft, work on his football game, work on things. But waiting for the thing to happen, the things to come along, the things that he could create to then get him to what in his mind he was born to do and, and what he knew he would someday be doing. He eventually uh, went to the went to the Arena Football League, played overseas, and then made his way back to the NFL. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. Um, and again, check out Kurt Warner's story because it's incredible. But but I love this quote because 
It's something that I think our young people, that we as coaches can teach our young people, that you have in mind, this is who you're going to be, this is what you want to do, and you need to do everything you can to go for that and be all that you can be and in terms of, of achieving that. But there will be moments where you will have to just do other things while you are as Kurt Warner said, waiting, maybe another word could be preparing, working toward, whatever. But, you know, waiting for the things to fall in place and for you to create the situations that allow you to then do what, as he said, we're born to do or what you want to do, the things that you really want to go after. And so I, and so I just love that concept. And, and now I'm going to shorten the quote because so often we just hear people say, hey, Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And that's exactly right. Right. And that's what I want to focus on the rest of this episode. As I said to you, my, my life has changed in many ways over the last uh, couple of last few weeks. Um, I don't want to go into a long story about this, but I got to give you a little bit of background. So I live in Montana and have for many years. And my wife um, and I have, you know, been married for 20 years and we've been here oh 21 years now and uh you know we've been here for most of those years but a couple of years a few years ago her dad was diagnosed with alzheimer's disease and um and it got bad and so two years ago a little over two years ago we moved down to georgia to take care of him and just you know we put our life on hold in terms of what we were doing in in life and you know because that's what you do what you got to do and so that's what we did we moved down there to take care of him and, um, but last year, things fell into place for us to be able to buy a house back up here in Montana, because we knew we were going to end up moving back here at some point, uh, you know, down the road. And uh, so we did. And somebody had to stay here. And that was me. So she and her sister, both her sister um, was able to, because of the pandemic, was able to uh, start working from home. So she moved in. Uh, her sister had lived about an hour away from her dad in Georgia. We were 30 hours away. So uh, her sister moved in as well. And so my wife and her, and her sister had been taking care of, of their dad over the last year while I was up here. And I'd go visit them for a week. They'd come to visit me. But, you know, it's difficult. We're away from each other for all that time. Well, two weeks ago was the time when okay we're gonna we're gonna make the move and his health had deteriorated over the last year and then uh, continued to deteriorate over these last uh, last few months but he was still you know cognizant and knew who we all were and and that just that Alzheimer's is a, just a terrible disease um, but he also had uh, uh, chronic heart failure um, he had gotten COVID I mean you know things and he's 84 and so you know it was a struggle but he wanted to move out here he wanted to come with us and and because he always loved being out here and after his wife died six years ago um you know it's just been very difficult on him and he had said you know this past year i have nothing to stay in this house for and so we had all decided to, to make the move and bring them up here and we finally did that over the course of the last few weeks. Um, it was a, an or, ordeal getting the, the house packed up because it was actually a couple of houses worth and then uh, got on the road and, you know, he did okay. It was, you know, we had our struggles, but he did okay. We got up here and, uh, 
you know, he was doing okay and then took a turn for the worse the last last few days, went into the hospital, and yesterday morning he passed away. And, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, be a downer for everybody here, but I, there's, a, there's a reason why I'm saying all this, and, and it's this. Um, you know, we're grateful for the time we were able to have with him. Uh, it, it, it's, he was in, he was not himself. He was in, he's in a far better place as people will often say. And I I truly believe that now. Uh, but I want to focus on my wife and her sister because this quote, you, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do while you're waiting to do what you're born to do. Well, I focus on the first part of this with those two. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And that's exactly what they did. They both really put their lives on, on hold in many ways um, and because they wanted to take care of their father. They wanted to have this time to try to help him have the best end, uh, you know, end of life experience that he can. You know, we talked about putting him into an assisted living type of place or a memory care type of place, and that was going to be happening down the road probably. And, you know, I felt at times, geez, you know, I I think this is too much for the two of you. They just kept battling through it and saying, no, this is what we want to do. And, and this is, and he, he recognized it, you know, in his lucid moments. And he'd say, I'm, I'm so glad I have you too. And it's the type of thing where you go, you know, as a, I was almost an outsider because I wasn't there with them every day. And I'd look at it and go, gosh, I really think you need to, to rethink this. And I look back at it now and go, absolutely, I was so wrong. And they were so right. They did what they had to do. But more importantly, they did what they wanted to do to take care of their dad during his last couple years of life here. And uh, and I'm so proud of them. I'm, I might get a little emotional here because yesterday I, I, I got really emotional talking with them about it because it's amazing what they did and what they chose to do for their father, who they loved so much and the whole family loved so much. And you know, we're all grieving right now, but I'm also so proud of watching of what I got to watch them do. They did what they had to do, but it was also what they wanted to do to help their dad have the best chance at a better quality of life down at the end of his life. And uh, I can't I can't be more proud of what I just watched them go through and what I watched them do and how they're now dealing with it. Of course, we're all sad, but we're also in that, that state of, you know, we understand this is a, you know, he was not living life the way we had watched this man of great life and energy live for so many years. And so, you know, he... Uh, he is in a better place and he is, uh, you know, a whole lot, uh, we're just, he's out of pain and out of that, uh, you know, what that, that, the terrible things that, that, that disease of Alzheimer's brings to people. So sorry that, uh, this is probably a much more downer kind of episode for you, but I, 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 I had to, when I heard this quote three days ago, I'm thinking, well, that's what Lisa and Lori do. They're doing what they got to do. You know, Kurt Warner took it to, you know, as opposed to what they were born to do. Now, you know, they're, well, they were certainly hoping to get back to other things that they hope to do. But, you know, we're also later on in our lives. We're not young, young people anymore either. So, uh, but they did what they had to do. They did. And it was what they wanted to do. And so I hope that all of you can understand the value in this quote and the power of this quote, that we do what we have to do 
And we do what we got to do because it's the right thing to do. And that's exactly what it was. And the number of people I had tell me, well, you're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And I was thinking, absolutely, it's the right thing to do. It's what we needed to do. I told my wife when when he had his first incident uh, two and a little over two years ago, I said, you know, we, we got to move down there. And she was like, yep. And so that's what we did. And we did. And, uh, you know, I'm not looking for pats on the back for any of us. None of us are. I'm just looking to say, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, like Kurt Warner said. And that's what, what we did. And I'm so proud and, of, of my wife and her sister for what they did for their dad. And I hope you all have people in your lives who are the same way. And I hope you'll be that way for the people in your lives. And, you know, to bring this back to what we do normally on this on this podcast, we talk about kids and teams. You got to do what you got to do for your kids and for your teams as well. And so it might not always be what you want to do, but you'll know. This is the thing to do. This is the right thing to do. Let's make sure we do it. So... So, uh, yeah, like I say, sorry, a little downer uh, element to it, and yet a really, I think, also powerful, uplifting quote, and one that we can all use, um, you know, and I think it's a good one for you to talk to your students about, your athletes, about your kids about, because there's going to be things in their lives, I mentioned it to my son, there's going to be things in his life where, you know, he's not necessarily doing what he wants to do, but it's like, yeah, but that's what you got to do right now until you get to that point where you're doing what you really want to do. It's a great message for kids to be able to go persevere through it, get through this thing, keep fighting, keep doing, and you know, it'll, you'll, you'll get to what you be, want to be doing as well. All right. All right. Well, next time we, uh, as I say, I, I think we will be having, um, you know, I'm interviewing a coach this week, so I'm assuming it'll be on our next episode. So it'll be great because we get back to the ep- the interview types of podcast episodes. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope you're looking forward to that too. And uh, we'll talk to you then on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you please do me a favor and leave a rating and a short review of the podcast. I would really appreciate it. Ratings and reviews help podcasts get in front of that many more listeners. And we want to get as many people exposed to the messages of inspiration and impact through the use of quotes that we cover on this podcast. Also, check us out on slamdunksuccess.com, where you'll find a lot more information to help you become the best you're capable of becoming. I look forward to serving you again next time with another great quote for coaches. Coaches.